Start Noah. Don't start Noah. Keep Scotty. Fire Scotty. I don't care. I'm going to put as much effort into this podcast as they put into playing. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Um, in keeping with the tone that we've got so far. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, and I'm very thankful for my co-hosts who make this a tolerable season. I am, of course, joined by Fire the Offense Kevin Grek and Fire the Defense Alex Plum. Gentlemen, uh, I know you paid as much attention to this game as the Spartans did to playing it. Uh, so how is I'm only watching? Week? I'm only watching special teams now. I only watch punts. That's it. Rex facts. Call me into the room uh, for punts. Other than that, I'm out. Uh, I'm I out, do believe guys. Iowa sold a bunch of t-shirts that said, I'm here for the punter. Um which, you know, maybe at this point in time, I don't know who did it. We should license that design. Yep. Uh, uh, those t-shirts come in green and white as well. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe with a little uh, little uh, Sparty helm that has uh, Rex specs on top of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's actually a good, that's a, that's a good look. And a mustache. All right. I'm Somehow copywriting that right now. I did it. <laughs> that's yeah. me. That's my yeah. idea. Yeah. Got it. Uh, royalties due here. All right. Uh, thank you, Evan, for listening. Honestly, Seriously, thank you. Uh, hopefully this does prove to be more fun than Saturday was. Uh, if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Um, Greg, do you What's want the, to give uh, the structure of the show? Uh, yeah, we start with the green wall where maybe soccer should lead. Now, I, I, I think there were some big soccer wins this week. Uh, so that's that's the one. Uh, but we'll probably talk football as well. Um, then we'll go off Grand River where other schools are starting to make changes with their coaching. Uh, so that's interesting and something that, uh, you know, there are some MSU fans that are looking over with envy right now. Then, well, of course... Um, Preview the game against Ohio State. Uh, what's the line on that right now? Uh, uh, 70? 75? I think it was actually shockingly low, and I was like, I'm going to take Ohio State. I drove past Firekeeper's Casino on Saturday uh, before the game was played, and uh, I thought to myself, why don't I just bet the whole mortgage on on Maryland right now? What am I doing? What? I can 26 and a half. My way back. 26 Tw- and a half. That's Bro. it. <laughs> Bro. Bro. 26 and a half is a lot of points, but nowhere near as many points as they're going to win by. Let's, uh, yeah, let's remember what they did to us in one half last year with a better team. Yes. That is an insanely low number. We don't bet, then, we're not, this isn't a gambling podcast, but like that's mortgage level bet. Yes, it is. Very much so. And then finally, as always, We'll take those Twitter questions where all of you are clearly feeling the same way that we are feeling about this team right now. So, yeah, uh, gentlemen, uh, yeah, soccer leads. Uh, the men's team takes down Michigan and the women's team upsets number six, Purdue. Soccer, soccer podcast. Plum, th- that's your he's music. Been, yeah, duh. Chips. <laughs> 
Listen, if I, what? How dare you? Okay. How very, how very dare you? How incredibly I, look, dare you? I can't call out the actual football team, so I'm going to have to call people out where I can. And, <laughs> and, and choosing and to bring you, chips to a podcast? All right. Yeah. Please, please don't ever do that again. <laughs> Use that mute button one more time, buddy. All right, soccer. Uh, the women's win, I mean, we all love wins over Michigan, but the women's win was a huge, did I say Purdue? I think it might have been Penn State. It was Penn State, but it's okay because uh, they are typically a very good program on the women's side, and the fact that Michigan State is doing well here. And remember, this is uh, the former Grand Valley uh, won a national championship with that team, mm-hmm. the coach of the women's soccer program now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's showing great promise. And I think one of the ways he does that is by encouraging his players to be a team, stay healthy. Somehow he doesn't expose his players to obnoxious and team-ending injuries like the rest of the coaches at Michigan State University who are responsible for every injury that's taken place this season. <laughs> I, I I do. I You know what? I appreciate you just going back to that well and that hill. Uh, it's both a well and a hill. Uh, it's a, sort of a fracking situation is what we've got going on here. Um, anyway, let's let's well, talk. let's stay on injuries for a moment because it's not All just right. Tucker that's responsible for injuries. Tom Izzo, we've learned. Is All right. Also so we're going to we're going to inverse players. on the on the outline. Yeah. Got it. Love uh, it. Jade Nakins out even longer than we previously expected. Um, uh, you know, Malik Hall also out right now with a broken toe. Wonderful. What have, what have you done, Izzo? Uh, I um, did hear he said he expects to be back full strength like within a week maybe two all right well as a result of all of that mr redshirt uh cooper uh is no longer carson cooper is going to be uh playing as we speculated might might happen one way or another but we're starting right out the gate assuming that he's going to get some time i forget what four players playing we have zero depth no one knows the five why wouldn't this kid start tell him twice he's not coaching uh, I did hear, oh. I, I forget what member of the media was at the practice, but said that they did see Carson Cooper. And obviously this is not indicative of anything he'll do in a game, Sure, mm-hmm. but that they did see him do sort of one of these, uh, I'm going to shoot the ball and have it deliberately fall short of the rim, ran up, caught it mid bounce, put it between his legs and then dunked it, which they said was a far greater of athletic show and athleticism than anyone expected Carson Cooper to have at this point in time, which is consistent with some of the things that Tom Izzo has said. So, you know, I don't think anyone's expecting him to play the bulk of the minutes, but if you look at some of the liabilities that we have at the five, that his length at six eleven, six ten, like an actual six eleven, six ten, mm-hmm. um, it, it, with that level of athleticism, we we need we need that. Yes. Yeah. Um, We're going to win a natty hear, now because of him. Uh, I heard Jackson Kohler is not as tall as advertised. Um, someone said uh, you'd like him to be the size of Malik Hall plus Malik Hall's hair, but he's <laughs> just the size of Malik Hall. So. Um, so that's a thing. That's yeah, that's cool. Who, yeah. who is? Uh, it doesn't really matter. Who's Trayvon Holloman? Uh, Trey Holloman. Uh, yeah. yes. He is a point guard, uh, maybe combo guard, and would have been if he'd done football. Would have been the third highest rated commit of that class uh, for Mel Tucker. So really could have used him. It turns out with all of these 
Guess what position he played? Guess what position he played? Oh my god! Please say special teams. Cornerback. No. He could have. He could have covered some wide receivers. Apparently. Good for us. So yeah. All right. Let's let's do it oh, for ourselves. Let's, let's let's shout out Madi Sissoko really quick. I, I think it's uh, yeah, this is a cool thing. It. Yeah. Uh, so it it's you know every player is getting and I guaranteed nil money. Um, and I don't know what other sources Madi has, but Madi is donating all of his nil money to help uh, people in need in his native home of Mali, which I like. Rad. That's cool. Um, and uh, bummer that that's the way the world works, but good for Madi on being a cool person. Anyway, now that's a happy note to end things on. Yeah. Um, no, do we just football. let's let's take a straw poll? Do we just skip football? Do we just not do it? <sighs> no, because then, then it truly would just be a Twitter questions episode, and we and, don't. And, and then we can like tell Mel about it, and he could just feel bad that we won't even talk about this team on the on the Spartan effective football podcast. <laughs> We we have we've tried rubbing their face in it like they're a you know an a dog animal. bad a baby mess on the carpet yeah and a baby that's how I potty trained my son uh, <laughs> just rubbed his head in it uh, but uh, yeah I I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this game um, I do so there's a handful of things that are kind of interesting. So uh, MSU in the first half lets up 21 was nearly 27 or 28 points. Yeah. Um, but let's just, the game was played as the game was played. So they let up, you know, 21 points and the offense scores 13. Uh, and as Peyton Thorne pointed out that that represented, uh, they put themselves in a scoring position three out of five drives in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um you would normally walk away from that, you know, that's a missed field goal. So, and a missed extra point. So in theory, that's a under ordinary operating procedures, a, a 17 to 21 game. Like that's a, that's a ball game still in the first half. Right. Yeah. Um, Especially for this team. What's disheartening and interesting as much. So, you know, the narrative kind of got set particularly among the fan base early in the game that the, uh, that the defense continues to be cheeks and it it's true the defense does suck but for some of our audience uh that's not on twitter when you say is cheeks can you can you explain that can you walk us through it but cheeks uh but (laughs) but the the reality is that msu only allowed seven points in i'm sorry six points in the second half of the game on defense so for all of this yelling and screaming about the offense, like, or I'm sorry, the defense, uh, in, in the back half of the, the, the game, they only let up six points, two field goals. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting game uh, in that the offense continues to be big bad. Uh, nah, well, it was medium in the first half and then big bad in the second half like truly awful in the second half sure uh how many three and outs were there in the second half like 80 percent of the offensive possessions in the second half were three and outs basically something like that if it's not um, true it it certainly seemed that way um yeah i could i could i could dig in i'm i i don't know that i want to relive that but uh yeah it, it, it was not good any of it and 
So I, I don't know what more to say. Like, there's some interesting things that happened on defense. Angelo Gross got moved down to play the nickel. Um, and uh, is it it's Jaden Mangum? Yep. J- yeah. Mangum. Uh, Jaden Mangum uh, mm-hmm. got the start at safety in, in lieu of uh, Gross. I think that maybe netted out to the positive. Um, it, like, if we're looking for bright spots yeah. in all of this, yeah. the linebacker play... Like I think at this point in time, we we gotta call it what it is, and that is Ben Van Sumeren and Cal Halliday are better situated for a different style of defense than the one we currently play. And yes. you may well say, "Well, hey, coaches, why don't you do that?" Um, fair question. And the coaches may be saying, "Hey, we're trying to build something here. We got a lot of guys on this roster that we recruited to play a different system, so we're going to coach that system." Um, but Either way, it, it seems like there's instances where the linebacker play is just a giant hole, and it is what it is. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, but and, and, and their friends up front got one sack, zero hurries. I think in this game. Yeah. Like, so th- that was you know, I Will Hunter had the stats on this, but for all the complaining after the Washington game about the percentage of times where MSU ran in zone. It was damn near inverted in uh, the Minnesota game, the time that MSU ran in, man. Right. And then in this most recent game, I think it was in the first quarter, it was a third down in like six. MSU blitzed six dudes and didn't get home. Blitzed six and didn't get home. And I just like, so this is where I go to, I don't know what, like when people talk about scheme, I don't know what you mean. Like he's, they're trying here. Yeah. So let's plumb anything you want to say in the game itself. I, I think we no. all agree. It's more interesting to talk about the team and the program. The program. Than this That's game. it. Do, yeah. can we, do you want to talk about Peyton for a second? No, I'm sorry. Hold on. Before we get to Peyton and I, cause I actually think that's a program question yeah that's a that's a fair that's a fair question yeah um we do need to just acknowledge and call out uh because you know this team has been or this podcast has been explicitly on the upside when it comes to special teams when you say this podcast this you're really speaking for the brand here Mm -hmm. i'll kill you both (laughs) i miss you uh Ben Patton and Jack Stone combined to fuck us right up the ass as hard as they could (laughs) I swear to God, when I that's tell actually you, it, it's it's there in the uh, in the in the box score. There's a line. It is. It is. It is. It says it is. Ben Stone hard as he can, hard as he can, right up. Can't read. Can't races. Writes collective asses. I hate them. I hate Jack Stone in ways that I didn't think I could. What did I, What did Jack actually do? Jack. Uh, well, that's fair. I. It, it, it's part of a pattern, though. I like to think that he told Hank Pepper hard and to the left, and Hank did. Hank delivered in uh, a way that no one wanted him to. Tucker was asked about this, and he said that it somehow hit one of the offensive linemen's legs. So first of all, for that to happen, Hank was not looking beneath his own legs, or they had a false start. One of those two things happened, and then... I just think he got so used to punting that Hank Pepper just shot it straight to the kicker, baby. You can't, and I, to Ben Patton, you can't miss on 33 yards. But this is my point. It's, it's, and so let's get to the program now. But this is the unforced errors. 
when the when you yeah. are beset by season-ending injuries that are plaguing critical positions where we already don't have the depth, that's just unfortunate. Then you throw in some coaching decisions like Jay Johnson's decisions on third down on our own two that don't make sense. That's a shoot yourself in the foot kind of situation. So, and then on top of all that, now we get, we're missing extra points. We're missing field goals well within the margin of error. This is now, and so now we can talk about Peyton Thorne because, and now we've got a player who should be performing at a, at really let's say at an excellent level. We won't even say elite, but he should be performing excellently. He has the experience. He has the pedigree. He has the games under his belt. He has the players to throw to downfield. He has no reason but himself to play excellently. And so these errors now compound and they represent a program, not game by game, but a program that has failed. Or is actively failing. I don't know what you want to say. No, no, nothing no, I, successful you, about the year. I, you, you had such a great wind up there, but you brought up two things that are related to coaching. That, like, as right. someone who's who's defended the coaches a fair amount, I, I didn't. That are unique to this game that we got to talk about because right. Ben Patton is one of them. I don't understand how you've had Jack Stone kicking and kicking and kicking, and like it may not be great, but it was it was okay. Yep. And then you choose. To change that. Yep. And then similarly to that, Eli Collins gets his first meaningful run uh, and looks great. Looks good. Looks and then good. you don't ride the the hot hand. So I have questions about, because Eli Collins has looked good every time he's touched the ball so far this season. And Tucker, uh, Graham Couch quotes Tucker as saying, we'll have to see about that going yes. forward. That's what what the saying. fuck are you talking about? You You have no one else. Jalen Berger can run for approximately negative four yards a carry. Tell me why he's still starting. Ah! Yeah, Eli Collins, uh, only five carries with a gain of 36. Uh, uh, so that's 7.2 yards per carry. Um, that's to Berger's nine for a average of 3.8 yards per carry. Um, and and I believe what Tucker said in the press conference was Eli's playing well in in practice and performing in games. So we'll have to we'll have to evaluate that. That's what he said. I, yeah. I, I, so what does Burger look like in practice? Is he Jesus Christ? Is he turning water into <laughs> wine every fucking day? Tell me what Burger looks like in practice to justify this. Because like I want to be really clear, Eli Collins looked not like just fine. He looked good. Like he looked th like the only person who knew how to make a shit burger taste good. Right. Mm. Like, cause, cause it, it is clear that whatever's happening on the offensive line between the, between the running backs and the O line is not working. And Eli Collins seemed like the only person who knew how to make that magic work. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, I, like Plum, I, I didn't, I hated to like unwind what you did on Thorn, no, but take it. I, I mean, it was, I, I have, these are the, the personnel thing is a bit of a question mark to me that shit moving Angelo Gross down. Like, I don't know why we waited so long for that to happen. Yeah. Cause you already, you were already playing Mangum enough to burn his red shirt. 
So oh. he's not getting redshirt. That's well, not that's what. Yeah, that's right. No, that's my point. Is you had already burned his redshirt. So yeah. why, if the nickel is so crucial and Kimbrough's just getting bludgeoned out there, why <laughs> didn't you? Why didn't you move Gross there at least, who also was getting bludgeoned in his own right, but like was better, and get your freshman some that you've already burned the redshirt on. Like I, okay. I just so so tell me if this is a is a bad take, but it, the call is coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. At this point, they're doing it on purpose. At this point, Tucker and his team are doing this on. Now, I'm hold on. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Peyton Thorne. You're not talking about losing, right? You're not talking about losing. I'm not saying they're trying to lose the game. I'm saying they don't care about winning right now. I'm not convinced they are. Hit the coaching decisions, the play calling, the personnel. You just went through a litany. Common sense uneducated observers of the game. Hey, hey. I'm now talking about myself. Speaking about the clothing from inside the house. So so happy to to talk on behalf of the pod in some instances and then just only like, some. Only when they only here. when they suit me. <laughs> can call a be- I mean they're doing there is something going on that he'll never acknowledge, but he knows he's set and he knows that Jay Johnson and Scotty Hazelton are set. And I'm not convinced any longer that they give a fuck because they're not coaching or behaving in ways that indicate that they're interested in being competitive or winning. And again, I'm going to say Peyton Thorne's issues, notwithstanding, there are uh, other critical things happening. I think if Mel were here on the podcast right now, he would say something like, haven't you heard so I that I was in sleeping mouth. in the in the football complex this week? Like, I'm, I'm living this right now. No one's more upset than me about this. Also, unhealthy, Mel. Yeah. Just, just go home. Go home. Go home. Yeah. Maybe, 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 that is, maybe that is what you need. Maybe you need to go home for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> there was a great coach, a fantastic, one of the greatest football coaches of all time. He uh, he went from the college game to the professional game. He was on the road. He lost. Uh, and instead of going home with the team, he went back uh, to Ohio to his uh, his bar. And he enjoyed the company and got a little uh, <clears throat> yeah, got a little frisky uh, with, a, with a young lady. Maybe you should just try something like that, Mel. Step outside the marriage. I thought that know. happened in Florida. Did it happen in Ohio? No, it was, yeah. it was at his own bar. Yeah. It, the, his name was on the building, which makes it even cooler. Uh, uh, the All right, let's 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 switch to the program. I, I'm not going to co-sign on your uh, they're intentionally losing or don't care about winning. Because uh, I, I, I think they're very competitive people. Uh, I, no, no, hold on a second. I, I don't think this means they're not competitive. And I don't think this doesn't mean they don't want to win in the long term. I'm not sure what he's doing. I think he's playing three-dimensional chess. He may see something with the players. He may know that the players that he has are shit. They can't compete. They're not effectual. Peyton Thorne is in his head and useless now. And so they're like, well, okay, well, if we're not going to win, then fuck it. Let's see what we can do. Let's put as many players into the nickel and intentionally set them up for failure to see who will rise above. Maybe Eli Collins is the definition of programmatic Ooh. success because he's the one who's able to sort of get himself out, like claw his way out of being buried alive. And he, they're just trying to see who can do it. Who are we going to bring into next year? 
That's that's that adversity that he's fighting through right that's now. That's it. This is some Tom Izzo level stuff right now. It is yeah. Tom Izzo level. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We've often, you know, Plum, you and I, we get these uh, texts from from Jonesy all week, and we've often talked about how maybe we should release these. Should we? Should we be telling the people? Should we divulge how? how Jonesy won't shut up about Scotty Hazelton and how attracted he is to him. Like I, I think, I think yeah. the people that, deserve that, to know this, that beard, that beard is just that apparently Scotty yeah. Hazelton is, uh, Jonesy's hall pass with his wife. Um, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. That's accurate. It's very that's... strange. And what's, yeah. what's stranger still is that I needed to share that with you because that's, what I'm into. It's yeah. not Scotty. It's sharing my being into Scotty with you. Mm. It really does it for me. It's that, it's that very dangerous where we go one, we go all type of, you know, look to him. Is that oh. what it is? Oh, <laughs> I hate you. I hate, and you know what? This, this episode is going to like quadruple and listens because somehow someone's going to skim that from it. Just searching for Q. <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. Uh, I hate you. I hate you so much. Uh, Q is here, calling from yeah. inside the house. All right. So I, I, here's the where I have some questions for you all. Um, and maybe we can kind of round robin this with one or two things that, that you assumed. But we all, with varying levels of comfort, felt like this season was going to be dramatically different than it is. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious, what assumptions did we make that made us think that it wouldn't be this bad? And I'm going to, I'm going to clear the, the runway because we all assumed the offensive line was going to be not good. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we made some assumptions about the capacity of our running backs to flirt with the crop dustings of Kenneth Walker. Uh, and, and we're, we're far away from that. Uh, cause notably flirt with the crop <laughs> dustings. Yeah. We have not even had an offensive line injury yet, which tells me they're not trying hard enough, but anyway, yeah, and, and why haven't we, can't we, couldn't we get a couple at least? I mean, come on guys. Make that excuse then, um, preserving those red shirts. For your question, Jonesy, I think the thing that we said time and again, and I went back in preparation. I listed all of our previous episodes about this. I do it every every week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We it gets harder and harder as we release more to it go does. back. And, yeah, it's hard. I, I don't know why I listened to the ones from like three years ago. Um, I listen at quad speed. I get better and better at listening at quad speed. But uh, I think what we the, the conclusion that we came to was on the net. The team will ha have a higher level of talent. I think maybe we're proving that to be wrong. And on the net, it'll be another year in this system, and there will be in further incremental improvements in, in various ways that might make up for deficiencies in this defensive secondary that we saw last year, deficiencies on the offensive line that we knew were coming, like you said. Neither of those things appear to be true right now, though. I think uh, Jarrell Worthy on Twitter said something like, uh, you know, this isn't just on the coaches anymore. These guys mm -hmm. are making terrible decisions. They're not executing. They're doing those types of things. Um, so the, the first one's not true. And the second one is becoming less and less true as we go. 
in spite of what Tucker said in his press conference about not worrying about losing the guys, like uh, there's a level of effort that we're just not seeing at the moment. Yeah, and, and watching Peyton Thorne in his post-game press conference looked like he was uh, going to cry. Um, so like you Yali gotta... after. <laughs> yeah. I, I do wonder, too, when we talked about on depth on this rug. team, that we had just sort of, we'd said, okay, we'll sustain injuries, but they were players at the level of replacement or below the level of replacement. And and maybe just frankly, the, the, the players that we did lose were well above the level of replacement. I mean, losing Jaden Reed, that's a player yeah. above level of replacement, right? Like uh, X, Darius Snow, Jacob Slade, like these are all players who, it, it's not just sort of, next man as much as you want to say next man up like these were difference makers or staples at least with a ton of snaps under their belt so to bring back a previous segment no stupid questions just stupid hosts explain level of replacement uh usually i know it is like a baseball term uh for anyone but explain that terminology to the you 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 see you seem like you're teaming up because i used it incorrectly oh no i think you used it perfectly but Oh, so the the idea being like for in a real like, let's keep it super simple is the idea being that to to borrow the phrase that everyone uses next man up, right? The Mm -hmm. idea being that the next man up is fine, Mm -hmm. right? Like the level of replacement is I can capture fine with this person. Right. And so, you know, we may say we improved our depth as a as a program which is to say we got more players who were fine. And so that if an injury happened next man up, you're not losing a ton with that. The yeah. problem is when you lose difference makers or, and you, and we build into our mind, this idea that people like X and snow and Jaden Reed and Jacob Slade are not going down for swaths of the season. The person who replaces them is a noticeable gap in replacement. Does that I capture that yeah. all right for you? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, that that was another thing. Uh, just as you were talking through that, Greg, I was like, I wonder too if maybe we did gain depth, but just really made some assumptions about where that mattered. Uh, like, it's cool that our wide receiver room is stacked, I guess, but like, that doesn't really matter if everywhere else sucks. Especially anyway. the the place, you know, the room getting them the ball. Yeah. Um, Plum, anything that you think... Like as you looked at this season that you made assumptions about that led you to this conclusion that, oh yeah, like eight, fine, maybe, you know, we didn't think 11. No, no one was saying 11, really. No, 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 no. I think, um, I think Peyton Thorne, I think we fairly expected him, fairly expected him to be the leader on the field that a, the quarterback has to be, but B, that this team, now especially with the injuries, desperately, desperately. We needed growth, right? Like, needed. We saw and him there, be bad, right, we've seen at him times be bad. last year. There's been zero growth in the last year. I, I wonder if, and now this isn't probably super helpful to speculate on, but one wonders whether Kenneth Walker didn't just delude the fan base. 
But did Kenneth Walker delude Peyton Thorne into thinking that Peyton Thorne was actually good at his job? Look at we're winning these games. Look at I can connect with, with Reed. Look at I can connect with Naylor. And look at Kenneth Walker can also just by himself run hundreds of points for the season. Great. We, we I really must be are a good, good quarterback. I must be fucking great. And uh, nope. But more to the point, it's been not just that he hasn't been excellent. It's that he doesn't, and it's not just that he hasn't grown. It also appears that he's actively devolving. And now, to an extent, this clearly was a better game for him. Um, He did better here than, of course, he did it against Minnesota or uh, at Washington. He was, uh, I had this up a second ago, he was 20 for 24 180 yards and a touchdown in the first half. Much, much worse in the second half. Uh, still got another touchdown. Only went 27 for 44. Obviously, the volume had to pick up as the um, as the game found its way into the space. The f- fact that the team... I mean, and again, I, I want to stick with Peyton Thorne, I guess. I, I have real questions on why we're running... Berger at all. I don't understand why Berger is on the field. I don't understand why he's playing. I don't understand why he still plays and why he lives in East Lansing. I don't understand anything about Jalen Berger or his contribution to the program. I've got serious, serious questions about Jalen Berger, but this is about Peyton Thorne. So you were going to ask me a question. Sorry. Oh, no. No, no. I was, I was just going to say really quick did he not turn it over this game? Oh, he did. Well, I don't actually know. I don't know. Reception. Yeah, he had, I think, one, right? There were no fumbles, though, but he did. Uh, just multiple no. drop. No interceptions. No interceptions. Oh, I'm sorry. Pardon me. Oh. Uh, who knows? Well, I mean, I guess we expected expected it. Numerous drops, though. I mean, I think that was part of it, right? And just numerous overthrown pass. I mean, just wobbly, bad passes. In his post game. Second half, yeah. In his post game, Peyton Thorne used the Royal Wii multiple times. Now, you'll recall that in his first games, particularly after Washington, he was able to diagnose the issues. It's footwork, right? Everything was the fucking footwork. I just, you know, getting out of the pocket, got to get my feet. And we saw him make good runs, particularly against Washington and then against Minnesota. Picked up several first downs by himself. Not seeing that kind of moxie this uh, against Maryland. And again, to the point where now we're not getting any self-referential diagnosis of the issues. It's this broader, we're not scoring. We're not doing well enough. And that's true. You're, you all are not doing well enough, but you particularly, Peyton, suck. And I wonder, when does Noah start? Because I think we're there, right? We can't not be there. Well, it depends on how Noah's playing in practice, and then we have to evaluate that and see, oh, you know, compared to... I mean, the other thing is, game. I don't think it was... I don't think we realized how much talent graduated last year. Like, you know, for as much as was made out of the, how bad recruiting got under D'Antonio, um, how many dudes in that class went to the pros or mm-hmm. got meaningful looks at the pros? You know, so it maybe which puts him in a, a category of good college player, right? Like, right. Got, got an invite for a workout, whatever. Like, you were a good enough college player that people said, let's take a look. Yeah. Right? And I'm guessing it was seven-ish, eight-ish guys on the team last year yeah. um, who, who got looks. I mean, certainly Walker, Naylor, 
Um, our Curry all, uh, oh, there's, there's someone I'm forgetting there. Uh, Hayward. So that's four dudes, uh, who all got drafted. Um, and then I think there were another three who got invited for, for workouts. Um, like that's meaningful talent that you graduated off of your roster. Um, and you know, I think we just sort of assumed that like that would repopulate itself. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. It's like the, I see, the I see portal one... was a panacea. The portal was like, Oh, it's going to be perfect. Everything that comes out of the portal is going to be fantastic. That's going to be that, uh, the recruiting, there's, you right. know, there's two pros on this team. Class came in. I, Keon Coleman is going to be a pro. Like I, I, Fine. He, he's, he's too athletic to, for me to think that that's not going to happen for him. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Barker looks like a pro. Like, I think Daniel Barker is going to get a real look in the league. Um, but I don't see anyone on defense. I no, mean, maybe no. Amir Speed, maybe. Not, but, uh, not with how they're playing right now. All right. Yeah. I think uh, Sorry. we've... we've sp- We've spent enough time on this yeah. team and it's going to come back again in Twitter questions. Any last words on this before we move on? No, I, I, I think the one thing I'll say is I'm going to keep watching. Like, it, are it, you going to watch this week? <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be weird because my in-laws who are Buckeyes are going to be here. And so I'm going to have to do it alone. Um, <laughs> Lock yourself upstairs. I, I, I just, I, Graham Couch wrote something interesting about how MSU fans are in a weird spot right now. Because it's completely fair to be not happy and frankly upset about how things are going. But you also don't want to create such a toxic environment that you scare a very good class away. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'll just say, I think uh, if you're going to yell at the players, do it on your own podcast where you don't tag them specifically. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, like... You know, I I don't I don't think there's some blind allegiance that's required out of this moment. Like yeah. it is completely reasonable, and I we've we've me I've had disagreements with other listeners and people on Twitter about like what the cause of all of this is. But it's okay that we're all unhappy right now. Yeah. But like, let's all keep the perspective in mind that we all actually love this team, and yeah. that's why that's why we're deeply upset right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yes. Let's. Uh. Do we want to do a read? Yeah, tell me about this man, Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, Michael Jones. Did you say easy? Whoa. Did you say easy? Oh, that's right. It's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, and it is EZ for you to get a mortgage with Brandon uh, because he works with Gold Store Mortgage, and it is a Fortune 500 company based in Michigan that funds over a billion. That's a billion with a B. That is an Ishbia B in mortgages annually. Uh, Brandon manages a team with over 100 years of combined experience, licensed in 32 states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint, excluding Iowa, but it's because they don't score touchdowns or defeat important opponents. Uh, they scored Bra- one, thank you, two, I think. And they I did. Think Actually, time. it was probably, it was a big day for them. That was a big day for them. Their whole fan base was like, we got two? I Two? I think Kirk threw a party for Brian later that night. Good job. Good job, son. I'm so happy for you. Anyway, Brandon, though, let's not get distracted. Easy Brandon. Brandon's so easy. Uh, he's a consultative uh, guy with... That's weird. Are we reading from the bathroom wall? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't like this. 
<laughs> what's the, what's the wall say here? What's his number? Uh, give him uh, give him a call. He has uh, some of the best rates in the country, and he carries every single loan product imaginable. Uh, and they service many of their own loans, so they can put you into a product that makes sense for your financial situation. Uh, give Brandon with a call. Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. Find him on Gold Star Mortgage. You have enough info to Google now. All right, let's head off Grand River. Was that my Other best teams are yet? making moves, you guys. We've got breaking news. This got a woe from Kevin Gregg, so you know. It did. Uh, that is about as emotion as he gets. Uh, not not only got a response, but elicited like a significant right, let's not response. Double down on the uh, not Paul Crest thing. out at uh, at uh, uh, Greg's plum, plum. Are you drinking milk? Greg Gard got fired from Wisconsin. <laughs> The Greg Guard of their football program got fired from Wisconsin. <laughs> football Greg Guard, not not basketball Greg Guard. Greg Guard, yes. Uh, GG. Uh, that's that's from a cut no one knows about. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, GG football uh, gone. And I didn't know Wisconsin had that kind of money. For a- yes, reports are there's sixteen million dollars left on that contract that they just owe him. Good for you, Paul Christ. Good Lord. Also, what's interesting to me about that component is it is uh, we've talked about it on the pod, but that MSU stole the entirety of their recruiting operation. Mm-hmm. And the reason it was easy to steal was because they wanted to invest more into their recruiting operation. And uh, football Greg Gard said, eh. <laughs> and <laughs> so... I, the idea that Wisconsin was like, yeah, we'll pull in the 16 milli here to get football grid guard to go away, but wasn't inve- willing to invest in recruiting is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, is Wisconsin realizing what it takes to win? Like, I think this is what happens when you lose substantially to, to your old head coach. Yes, that's that's right. <laughs> to the Burke. Uh, that is a humiliation <laughs> that even Barry Alvarez will not uh, will not stand for. So apparently we found the line. That was it. It was crossed. But I mean, Paul Christ has had success in Wisconsin. So this was substantial. This was a huge surprise to me. Um, their defensive coordinator is the interim. People seem to be impressed with him generally. Well- so. That was also someone they were worried about losing, I think, to Nebraska. I thought to the NFL. Oh, uh, sure. But I had heard that, you know, he's just sort of a Wisconsin guy. He didn't want to go anywhere. Um, someone that has never had success uh, are the Broke Buffs, uh, who also have fired their coach uh, this week. So things are happening. Things are happening across the country. What do what you – Jonesy just took a swig of something. What you got? What's going on? It's the uh, the Revel Stoke Peach uh, from from our, our dear friend Mike Jones. You seem to enjoy uh, it. Yeah, I, I would say as uh, you know, at seventy proof, um, it is uh, not as sweet as you would expect at seventy proof or hope. Um, yep, uh, and that the as much as I have, there's some by the Foggy Mountain I've not enjoyed. The Foggy Mountain Peach is. Very good. Oh, the Revel Stoke has the better cinnamon, cinnamon though. So 
There we go. We're gonna yeah, have to start like a like a side like a blog for all of yeah. these. So oh, you know, we'll finally start doing written know. content. Okay. That's this cool. was what we'll, we'll write the content on. Uh, guys, um, speaking of content, <laughs> do we even want to do a uh, preview for Ohio State? People come here for it. Yeah. It is Ohio State. They are good. They score when they want to. The line is 26 and a half. Uh, <laughs> CJ Stroud is their quarterback. Jackson Smith and Jibba. I think I messed that, that last name up. It's the peach, though. Blame it on the peach. Uh, in, Jig- in Jigba? I think it's in Jigba. Sure. Uh, is amazing, and we will die. Yeah. Um, I've, I've previewed the game. Over here. Uh, yeah. I have a question. Oh, Trayvon Henderson, also stud running back. Like They're just loaded all over the place. Sorry, plum question. Go ahead. Have we ever lost 100 to zero before at home? We were on pace to last year, and we got worse. <laughs> Yeah, if you can't go to the game, what you should do is go to your closest sports book and put every single dollar that you have on Ohio State. <laughs> what you should do is go into the porta potty and scream. It'll be a more pleasant experience. Yeah. yeah. Just breathe it in, breathe it deep, let it fill you up. That's going to be nostrils. the aroma coming off of Spartan Stadium uh, this time next week. All right. I mean, in fairness, the void. If if this ends up being one of those stupid games where Ohio State just sleepwalks, like I, I'll say this: that there might be enough on this team, maybe, to keep it interesting for a quarter. No. Which quarter? I I forget who uh, pointed this out. Uh, MSU is not led the last three games. Yeah. This will be a continuation of that. (laughs) If I can just, Mel, if you're listening, Alan, Alan, if you're, I know you're listening, Alan, tell Mel to stop deferring. He can't afford to defer. Why do you put your defense out there first? Truly, it's good for nobody's psyche. So, Mel, if you win the toss, take the ball. Take the ball, Mel. Take the ball. Ball. Run the touchdown play and then hope that the storm rolls in and they have to cancel. And that's that. Uh, all right. That, uh, that's very good. Um, that's your Ohio state preview. No one wants to listen to an actual Ohio state preview. We all know what's coming. Uh, next up Twitter questions. First tech Jansen. Uh, Oh, we gotta, we gotta win this direction. Tech asks, uh, does basketball lead yet? No soccer does, soccer, but soccer school close. We're uh, we probably actually need to keep a bit of an eye on like, is it time to preview basketball or not? Soon we're we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Uh, also from Tech Jansen, best MSU related Holly- Halloween costume. I thought about this. Ooh. I have a question. Uh huh. No, you if- cannot go in Mel Tucker blackface. But finish <laughs> the question. All, this is almost as offensive. If I went as Luana K. Simon, do you think someone would mistake me as someone who just won the Masters? <laughs> not, not unfair. <laughs> also, not offensive. I think she would be honored. <laughs> uh, she would be like, "You should have gone with the Mel Tucker blackface." 
<laughs> the parties I went to in my day. Uh, yeah. Cole's house, y'all. Last up from Tech Jansen. With being hired at an odd time and COVID, what year will we be able to get an honest assessment of Tucker as a coach? And will it be closer to last year or this year? So I don't know if we got any questions about the money at any point in time in, in our here, but I, I think there is a bit of a narrative going on around about the expectations that come with the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I tend to think that the, the amount that Mel Tucker is getting paid doesn't have anything to do with what MSU expects of its head coach. Mm. Like we paid Mark D'Antonio substantially less than that and didn't really want less than what we're wanting now. Right. Particularly at the end. And so I like, I think, I think the what we're paying Mel Tucker is just the going rate for the aspirations we have. And and so anyway, that is an aside to I I refuse to partake in the you just got to wait for his guys thing that uh, Harbaugh got for like seven years. Um, But I do think 2025 is the year where you can say Mel Tucker fully has his dudes baked at that point in time. Yep. And, And you should be in the 11 and two and it was competitive against Ohio State category. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, next up from Spartan18770. Uh, hello, longtime Twitter, first time listener. That's a lie. Yeah, stop it. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, is it time to ask whether BT Jordan hire was a good move? Uh, <laughs> one sack on this game. And uh, if it wasn't for, for Mr. Bindman, who knows what we go what we'd be talking about with this line. But you look at the class of 2023 and the recruits we have committed and. But I want winning games now, Michael. I want winning games now. Here's what I'll say. Uh, if you were worried about losing him, I think you can start to change that concern. I'm not sure other teams. Well, maybe we were for very worried purposes. for a second there. Uh, maybe for recruiting purposes, other teams uh, might want him, but. He wants this job. He wants to have, that's part of why he came here. It's part of why he left uh, or didn't accept that, that job at LSU or whatever it was. But I think Petrowski's hurt also. Like I, I just, anyway, so beat up. Uh, I tend to believe the professionals. Uh, they've got a lot on the line. They can only work with so many people. They choose to work with him in yes. large numbers. Um, but his story is a little weird and how he ended up here is a little strange. So, uh, anyway, but if Von Miller chooses to work with you, yeah, then, you know, yeah, there's, there's something to that. Next up from Elon Bloom with the fan base already in panic mode. What no, will no, happen? no, no. Next up from Spartan 18770. Oh. Why does a segment of the fan base insist on Hauser starting at QB one? And how do we stop them from ever becoming a MSU board of trustees? <laughs> is anyone actually already at Hauser as QB1? I've not seen that on Twitter. But uh, especially since we've already seen Noah Kim go uh, QB rating 10,000. 10,000. There is a, uh, there's a, a extremely popular Twitter account that gets retweets from folks within the program. Uh, I think even Mel Tucker. 
uh, who is starting to say that Hauser should be getting a look because he's quote unquote heard uh, that that Hauser's the real deal. Um, I just I cannot for li- the life of me. Let's as- let's assume that's true. I cannot for the life of me think why at this point into this year it's worth burning a red shirt mm. to have him go play Ohio State, Wisconsin, whose defense is good, and Michigan. I, I correct. Miss me with that take. Shellacked. Yep. And yep. Hauser's already got one game burned. So if you want to put him for the last three so you can keep that red shirt, fine. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But you are you are also then saying Peyton Thorne, here's the door. Like, let's yeah. be real clear about what you're doing. And and you may be fine with that. But then you're also saying, Noah Kim, here's the door. Yeah. <laughs> and then it leaves your uh your freshman and Bo Edmondson coming in. Bo. Who also, Bo, here's the door. You're never gonna start. Right. Right. It's a long wait for you, my friend. Uh, and finally, from starting 18770, my bad for trying to skip you. After last week's podcast is Cal Holiday, the new Max Christie. They're no. all the new Max Christie. No, no. Peyton Thorne is the new Max Christie. Too much promise, too much downside. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I, I was going to say, I think the, the promise component of this is uh, the, what complicates it, but that's fair. That's probably your best answer, Plum. Mm-hmm. To date. Best Twitter Ooh, page. Okay, pin this tweet. Ever. Yes. Uh, next up from Elon Bloom. Uh, with the fan base already in panic mode, what will happen when Spartan basketball loses several games this fall? And based on their schedule, it's likely. Yes, it is. That schedule is brutal. And I think I, we've... Love this, this question, Elon Bloom. But, I think we called the shot on this. There's, there's gonna be a lot of hurt feelings in the next month or two. It, do you think we knew that we were gonna be in total free fall at that point? No, time? I don't think we expected this. No one expected this. Can someone? I, I have a question. What program is like Michigan State? What program, and athletics wide, can take you to such heights and drop you to such lows? So quickly, there is no gradual increase. There is no gradual off ramp. It is just you rocket to the top and then you just explode like the Columbia on reentry. I have to understand <laughs> who is like us. Is anyone like us? Was that on reentry? I thought that was on the way up. No, that was the challenger. Was the way down. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Can't seize. I can't keep it straight. Yeah. Uh, next up from Elon Bloom with the Sea of Ohio State Red and Spartan Stadium. And <laughs> Did we answer that? A Sea of Ohio State Red uh, in Spartan Stadium was the final straw for John L. Is it likely that'll happen again next week? Will Ellen Haller be forced to make a statement about the football team? Ellen Haller will make no statements about the football team, but there will be a crazy number of people. Uh, wearing right in that stadium next week. What's the cost on the secondary market for tickets right now? Um, it's going to be the highest of all of the remaining games, obviously. Um, $43 to get in the door. Um, Wisconsin's 35 
Indiana 17, Rutgers 14. So that gives you an idea of where... it gets where, colder, it gets more fun to be there yeah, when you're it losing. It gives you an idea of uh, what the market is interested in for these games. And uh, Do you think, do you think alcohol guys. sales would improve the secondary market value? Could be. Could be. Hmm. Then it just becomes like a fun afternoon thing to do instead of like you're going to the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, right, because when you have to be there and you've got to, like, be present for it. Mm. Um, Interesting there's... thing uh, that I'm seeing here on StubHub. Um, obviously, the Michigan game is very expensive, but the next most expensive road game, uh, Illinois. Illinois fans, man. I don't think that's from MSU fans inflating the price on that. I think it's because the Illinois fans Bert. send some fucking blood in the water. Yeah, Bert's got uh, Bert's got them on the on the come up. Apparently, good for them. All right. Uh, next up from Elon Bloom, uh, will Jaden Reed get drafted if they can't get him the ball, especially considering his injuries? Um, doesn't look like it right now. Like it yeah. looks like it was a mistake coming back right now. Which which stinks. Yeah, that, you know, uh, I, I feel, I feel genuinely bad for, for him. Oh, I don't. No, no, he's also sucked, and I don't care that he's injured. He's been hurt. No, Stop. fuck you, off. You, Play you through the need, injuries. Too many injuries. You need to be stopped. Yeah, you. Need someone should stopped. stop me. You need to be stopped. Someone should stop this team. They, they are. They're, they're taking all care the of other themselves. teams. Are stopping I mean, this team. I mean, from losing. Literally anybody <laughs> is stopping them. Uh, uh, when we get beat by Rutgers, how are we going to feel? Uh, Unsurprised? I don't know. <laughs> Sanguine? LOL? Hi. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next up, Anthony Sharvert, uh, Shartvert. Um, Who were, we owe an apology. We missed his questions last week. They showed up in the DMs. That's my bad. That's my mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. Can whoever is coaching our gold line defense just become the new coordinator? That's Scotty. It was me, actually. Scotty called me on the goal line. He was freaking out. He wasn't up and for you it. You sent him clips from uh, that Wisconsin yeah. game in like 2006 or whatever. And I was like, "Don't let, don't let Michael Jones see you this way. It would, it would be too troubling need, to him. I need to see it thirsty. Mm-hmm. I need to see it thirsty, mm-hmm. Scotty. Uh, so that was me. So yeah, sure. I guess I can move some things around and I can become the new defensive coordinator. Uh, next up from the Chavert, who gets more wins MSU hoops in November or MSU football in October plus November. Wow. Uh, this might be a push. This might be zero wins. I'm going to go ahead. Wait, hold on. Uh, I'm going to go with football. Wisconsin's looking winnable. Wisconsin is looking winnable. Uh, TBD. The good thing is we have one week to find out if they rally behind a new coach Mm -hmm. or if it, they just suck. Um, but, uh, the Rutger and the Indiana look beatable. And I'd like to say that the Michigan game, you just throw out the rosters, you throw out the schedules. It's, it's I'd like to say that too, but, but, doesn't look good right now. Yeah. And that's not about you, Michigan. That's about how bad we are. <laughs> yeah. No love to you. No love to you. Uh, do they have... Oh, God. They they get a tune-up against Northwestern. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Who's losing recruits right now? 
because uh, guys are learning that they don't want to play in a parking lot by the airport for several years. <laughs> <laughs> that that well, stadium looks like it's going to be incredible. Uh, and they're like, great. Uh, I would never see it. <laughs> yeah, they're one four stars coming to visit us. Uh, so that's very exciting. Um, all right, uh, let's move along. Uh, what do we get next? Uh, should Ted Lasso be giving this team motivational talks is the last from Shortvert. <sighs> no. I would love to. I would love to deliver some thoughtful, uh, important, direct, inspirational, unhinged, unhinged Jeremiads at these young, impressionable, generally useless imbeciles. <laughs> flailing around on a so- uh, football field on Saturday. I could be do, good at do you, it. Do you think they would be more adept at playing soccer at this point in time? How many people were on the soccer uh, 11? pitch? 11. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. so they can put their best 11 mm-hmm. out there. They sure can. They can put their, Maybe that's what they need. They just need to put their best 11. Listen, what have we got to lose? <laughs> Uh, all right, listener Mike Jones is up next. What does Eli Collins have to do to get more carries? Thank you. Uh, he clearly looks like the number one back at the moment, and most importantly, he was picking up blitzers. This yeah, is actually blocking. also a really great call out. His his blocking was fantastic. Um, I don't. This is I I think the the piece that I walk away from the game saying. What what are you guys seeing in practice? Mm. Yeah. Um, because I've, I've seen other, it's not just this game. I've seen the other games yep. and he still looked good then too. Yep. Um, yeah, don't worry. Mel's keeping an eye on the situation. That's fucking, I mean, that, and, but that's my point. If that's where he's at, then they don't care. They don't care anymore. Jalen Berger shouldn't be starting. Why? Next question. Next question. After the special teams issues yesterday, does Ross Ells get made the scapegoat and become the first coach fired? Mel can then claim he's shaking things up and buy more time for both coordinators. I love this question because I have long said Ross Ells needs to be fired. Ross Ells (laughs) coaches one position, not a position group, truly one position. And it is the one that's been picked on most by opposing teams, I, I I like this plan. If anyone, we should be claiming anyone should be fired. It's Rossells. Get him out. Get him out. Fine. Even and you know what? Things were going well. We were on the replace Rossells team. Se- second team position group that's been most picked on is the linebackers. Where did Rossells coach before? Oh, linebackers. He's Get him line. out. <laughs> Everything's got a stank on it. Rossell's stanky never gets made available for the media. Notably either. Notably. Stanky Ross. Get him out. Uh, next up and last up from Mike Jones. Do you think the kickers are playing rock, paper, scissors to see who takes the next <laughs> snap? <laughs> this is stupid. But yes. It's maybe a better system actually than what we got. I mean, Jesus at this point. Uh, all right. Uh, what's next? Uh, Tyrone yeah. Couch. First up. Was the stumble guy calling the game, Helfrich? The worst thing since Pam Oliver from West Lansing 
at Michigan University State, Merle Tucker misses his cornerback, Kelly Walker. (laughs) (laughs) I I wasn't watching the game, and I wasn't listening to the game. (laughs) So I don't care. I don't care anymore. And anyone that's listening to this podcast shouldn't care anymore because this team doesn't care anymore. And I'm glad that Helfrich and Pam Oliver and whoever the hell, that's it's just a good question, Tyrone Couch. It's just a good question. Next up, which is harder to watch, this Michigan State team or when my great-grandma made that porn? <laughs> I mean, she was deaf and Polish in the 1930s, so think about how uncomfortable that would be to sit through. And all that hair, but definitely shorter. Tough one. I don't know who Tyrone Couch is, but this should be my burner. Tough this one. <laughs> should be my burner. But no, definitely watching Great Grandma's Porn is for sure the easier adventure, really, for the rest of the season. Because frankly, I'd watch your great grandmother performing in her own sensibilities on repeat over watching next week's game. I, who wouldn't? Tough one. <laughs> Uh, and next up, uh, Plum and I being classically trained ESL teachers know the answer when speaking in formal academic language, BICS, although that's on the unapproved term list lately. Uh, I don't know what that means. How should we kindly request this defense to repeatedly insert their own penises into themselves? It's bad. Uh, so how do we, uh, Plum, how do we do that delicately? Uh, what do we think here? How do we, um, I mean, I said something choice earlier. Can't we just go with that? It was deeply offensive. There should be a word for that maneuver though. Yeah. The self. Well, we have, we have, uh, we have auto. Say uh, more auto something, don't we? Auto. We call it the Alex Grant in this household. Well, we have, we have, we long have, in fact, very I call long. It the loop to do. How's that? Okay. Is that good? <laughs> the, the, the don't tread on me, or what's the snake eating itself? I don't know. Oh yeah, the the Mars and whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, All right, this has gone off the rails. Next up is Brian Lozen. What in the actual f? Good question. What in the actual hell and what in the actual effing hell? Uh, these are the questions of the day, the week, the hour. Um, Brian, thank you for keeping it PG-13 for me, protecting protecting us from that, that dreaded E. This yeah. is a family program. Uh, oh, wait. I, <laughs> after, I After we talk about the loop-de-doo. And we skipped one from Tyrone Couch. And I'm no, don't did. read it. You can't read it. It's so good, but you can't read it. And... <laughs> No one can read it. And if I won't let us read it, then you really know. All I can say is everyone needs to go look at what Tyrone Couch tweeted us because it might be my favorite thing I've ever read. And I love it. So thank we'll you. We'll just say that uh, the, uh, the the beard, we, the Scotty Hazleton beard. We're happy to keep an explicit rating. We can't take an NC-17 rating. <laughs> Next up, wide receiver to combo guard. The streets are saying Spartans have never lost a tailgate. My question to you is, are we sure the transfer portal is good when they transfer down? Feels like 2 a.m. at the bar, and it's time to go home. Oh, wow. This is, uh, this is a little bit of, of a carryover from last week's 
uh, approach to Twitter questions when everyone was feeling a little bit, you know, literary, a little bit poetic. Um, Should we play some semisonic right here? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just remembering now that Nelly Furtado is the only uh, actively copyright song that's ever, ever hit the podcast. Actively copyrighted. Does this feel this week? It was announced that Okemos high school was shutting down their football program uh, for the year to focus on the fundamentals. Uh, Should Mel Tucker take a similar approach to this? Just announce we're focusing on blocking and tackling this week. We're actually practicing at Okemos from here on out. (laughs) Uh, I think frankly, uh, he should call up uh, Mel Pearson, Ward Manuel and and Jim Harbaugh as consultants on how can we get out of next week, but play games that we want to play specifically for the rest of the year. Yeah. Have a COVID gap week. Everyone would be like, we're not really doing that anymore. And Tuck would be like, no, it's too bad. Everyone's sick. Don't come here to check. You'll get sick. (laughs) It's Omicron. (laughs) It's a real, real Chernobyl situation we got going on here. Just don't come in. Uh, All right. Next up is uh, Thomas Zambiasi, uh, who asks, I wasn't paying too much attention to the game, but should Eli Collins get more time at RB? Seems like he had a solid day. I've always appreciated his style. Yes. That's, I think, where the pod uh, is that he looked good. Yeah. Noah and Eli should just play their own separate game outside the stadium where they hand it off to one another. They, you know, they do a little halfback pass. They do all those types of things. Eli's touchdown. I, I think he like danced free in the hole and had a moment where he's like, oh, I did that. Like, cause there was a moment where he's like, oh, there's a lot of grass in front of me right now. <laughs> he just kind of paused. Uh, next and last up from Dom- Thomas Zambiasi, uh, who I don't think I missed one from, but, uh, should the rest of the season be played at Frandor to not spoil how nice campus is this time of year? Right in this front of the a, Skechers store. This is a real Frandor level year. Uh, yeah. Just maybe along Saginaw. Um, <laughs> mm, uh, or maybe not even Frandor. Maybe it's that like, like the hobby lobby, lot. that vacant, like the Halloween store parking a lot just to the east uh where this team should be playing on the other side of the baseball stadium or the baseball diamond uh next up from nate c we're so bad someone else want to take this go ahead go ahead jonesy we're so bad at football that i'm getting pity messages from my u of m friend no s S. (laughs) uh it's okay bud you'll probably still beat us he's not joking and it does feel better uh nate that's this is this is the lining that you take from this. I think that's right. Um, also, it would be cosmically hilarious. I mean, out. I have to say it's not an it's not beyond the realm of possible. It really isn't. Uh, next up uh, from Nate C. We're so bad at football that when I got <laughs> pulled over today, the cop came up and said I was going to write you up for speeding, but I noticed that you were MSU license plate, so I switched it to a fix it ticket. <laughs> I live in California. Uh, this is like uh, Nate C's gone full Rodney Dangerfield. We got to deliver I, these like a little pull at the collar. Like, these feel like uh, yeah, so, uh, we're so bad. So bad. Like your my jokes, sort of like uh, switch it to a fix a ticket. <laughs> uh, what am I gonna do? Uh. 
Uh, we're so bad at football that when I got, oh, that's the same, uh, double, same oh. double, uh, double uh, I'm not the only one can't do Twitter questions. Wow. It seems. Well, at Ooh. least I over included versus yes. under included. I and, got chirped at by a Maryland friend after the game. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Their mascot is a turtle. <laughs> he didn't even know how to chirp. He literally said, ha, you got beat by Maryland. <laughs> Sometimes those are the ones that hurt the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the statements of fact when yeah. everyone knows yeah. that it's true. I, yeah. I think the thing about Maryland fans is they don't really feel like they belong in the Big Ten and they know it. And mm-hmm. so it feels mm-hmm. worse because like it counts, but I don't think it emotionally counts. Like the Big Ten doesn't really matter to them. Yeah. Um, I don't care for it. John Hubbard. Hey, guys, keep your heads up. Season's far from over. Keep chopping. Shut up, John. You fuck. Uh, Nate C. Uh, <laughs> Nate C. Insisted that I cannot say Tuck Cummins any longer. Uh, he said it's cringe. I insist that people in their thirties can't say cringe. Uh, but uh, look, John, Tuck Cummins. Tuck Cummins. I'm gonna say it all. All over. right. And as fans start turning to Noah Kim, start. What kind of NIL deals <laughs> exist for him? We already skipped him. Off bro. the top of my head, there's Noah Kimchi at Charlie Kang's. Uh, what do you guys got? This feels dangerous. It, it looks like mm. I was reading this and now I've looked up and I'm in the like middle this. of a minefield. No. no, say say more things. Yeah. yeah. Do, lean really hard into the Kim end of this, please. Oh god. Greg, uh, say more. Why don't I why think. don't we lean into the Noah? We could do some nice evangelical arc building, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Two by two. You get one of every meat on the two of every Noah abortions. Oh, that's good. Planned Parenthood or anti-plem. You could go either way on that. You could get an IL money from both, both ways. Both sides. Both yeah. ways. <laughs> and that's really the way you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. All both right. Sides. Uh, next. Oh, this is a three-parter-ish from Mamapoli. Oh, boy. Jonesy, you are the new offensive coordinator, Plum. You are the new defensive coordinator, Grooch, you are the new special teams Ross coordinator. Mm-hmm. What are each of you asking Mel for on Monday morning, and what are you planning to change in order to score some points on Saturday? I feel like this is uh, two questions that are targeted. Well, one is at everybody. The other is me. Yep. Right, like, uh, I'm going to blame the defense and the uh, the special teams. I need you to buy, get new coordinators. Get these yokels out of here. Yeah. And I'm getting rid of the of the position group cornerback and nickel, and we're just going with eleven uh, defensive ends. That's it, and we're just going to destroy the whole. Do you want to remind you that when we nope. rushed six, we didn't get. But it we haven't rushed eleven, Michael. We haven't rushed eleven, so I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you. Uh, I will say Jay Johnson called an okay game for the first half, and then shit the bed yeah and, and then like i don't know what, there was like bad chili or something like that and he spent the rest of the time in the john <laughs> like but but didn't want to do it in the building was like out looking for a clean porta potty yeah. that he could shit into just knocking going to each one knocking the door doing a little sniff test taking a look down the hole like, he's a shy a pooper he would yeah. de- if anyone is a shy pooper you can see it on that man's face he is a shy pooper good for him uh, if I were the special teams coordinator, I would skip Mel 
I would take Bryce Berenger, I'd go over to the F rib and I'd be yep. like, clone this man 10 times. Now. And they'd be like, that's not really what we do here. And I'll do it anyway. Does this. And I'd be like, put him in front of the particle accelerator, accelerate him into 10. Would you then just, just hand him his rec specs and be like, you're going to need these? Yeah. Listen, there's nothing that says that the guy that, that punts can't kick extra points and can't exactly. kick field goals. He's not bad at that. He's definitely not Jack Stone at that. So just let him do it. Oh. I I get really sad about the kicking because it, they've somehow selected a kicker who's inept at everything that they've asked a kicker to do. God. If uh, if you look at the uh, the uh, uh, box score for MSU point after attempts, Jack Stone, it says attempts zero, made zero. Rushes, attempts one, made zero. <laughs> oh, so he so he still technically hasn't missed an extra point. Yes, technically. <laughs> because it because it got snapped directly to him, it can't possibly be a place kick. Attempts um, one made zero. <laughs> and rushes is so stupid. Plum, I was uh I was so pleasantly surprised that someone remembered John Goss, by the way. Yes, uh, yes, and that's how you knew that was me. It is me. I have several. I have like twelve or thirteen different just for for listeners who may not know, John Goss was around during the John L. year and I think was a walk-on uh, <laughs> who could not, truly could not hit the broadside of a barn uh, while kicking. And and Plum would spend whole like walks from case to acres saying, impersonating professors kicking John Goss out of class <laughs> for being an embarrassment to the university. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, so, so I just want to say that Plum, when speaking for the podcast about being on record about special teams, what he means to say is that Plum has been on record about special teams my since whole he life. was 18. <laughs> like it is. And with the same gusto and vitriol that he brings every I, week. I'm nothing if not consistent. And again, it's because this is the free money. You always have to take the free money. This is why I am so consistent on, uh, on uh, free throws. It's it's it's, it's free money. It's a very D'Antonio esque about the like it's about the little things. It's about the details, right? The like details, the controllables. John Goss. Uh, oh God, bless him. Mm. You know. <laughs> Wonder mm-hmm. what he's up to these days. Google him. See if he's on LinkedIn. Uh, all right. Next up, Mama Vapor Leaf. Uh, coaches Ryan Day and Greg Schiano got into a heated argument toward the end of their game Saturday. Day apologizes later, saying that he didn't call the fake punt. What mantra will Mel need to repeat over and over in order to keep his cool and prevent any penalties this week? Did you guys see this by any no, chance? What happened? I did not see this. I did see this. Uh, not in real time, of course, but after the fact. Uh, it, it had something. Wait, am I, am I actually telling you? Did you not know what this was? Oh, no, I, I did see this, but go ahead. Oh, no, that was it. I, right. Oh, uh, okay. Ohio yeah. State, they faked a punt. And then they, the guy ran up for 7,200 yards. And then as he was the punter, as he was going out of bounds to just stop the clock, just got destroyed, which they ejected the player for. I didn't realize that you could get ejected on just a single play. I thought you got like if it was uh, if it was to the head. It, it, yeah. it, it was, was that what it was? Because I didn't know they called it targeting, but maybe that's what it was. And it would probably be valid. I mean, he definitely got destroyed. Um, well, um, so for- the, the, the problem is uh, Ohio State was up a bajillion at this. That's point why. Yes. And that's why it was unnecessary. Just punt the fucking but- ball. 
but the the other thing is so I, the i the the comment back about this that i think is really interesting and i think is sort of what mel tucker talks about when he talks about keep chopping and the standard and all this other stuff is that uh rutgers like rushed everybody to block this punt and so the punter is like you know the punter is sort of uh australian style like whining out and is like there's nobody here like you, you, you brought everybody to the house, right? And and I have a giant lane, and he took it. And that if if you're coaching, like you play every play as if it's the play, yeah. Then like it, the opponent and the score doesn't matter. You you need to take every game seriously, every play seriously. Then then the punter did what the punter's been coached to do, which is that you morons. By the way, when you're being just demolished chose to rush everybody to block the punt. Like I don't, Greg Schiano can be pissy as much as he wants, but it's is equally on him. Yeah. That like, just play the game of the game is over. We had our moment. It's over. Speaking of that, that energy, uh, third from Mamopoli suggestions <laughs> for de-stressing during uh, sports viewing, especially during or after losses include do some jumping jacks, do push-ups, or go for a yog. Now that you're yeah, informed, yeah. how much more stressed are you thinking about what you need to watch the rest of the season? Like, I'm going to be running marathons eventually by the end of this blasted season, I think. Well, th- uh, these games aren't stressful, really, because they're no, so far out of hand. Yes. That's There's it. no stress involved that's in right. it. That's right. The, the problem is that they're, they're not fun. That's right. Yeah. They're not fun. I would, yep. I would choose greatly to be stressed and unhappy. Yep. And I'm no longer, yep. I, I'm not even sad. Like, well, and, and, and I'm just disappointed be, be, because a fun game implies the laws of the law of averages, right? So you, you, if you're close and you're having fun, you don't mind being four and eight because you're like, well, next year we'll be eight and four. I mean, the law of averages, it's close. There's no averages here. This is just pure unadulterated misery. And it's a good misery. And I think we might end up at two and 10. I, I don't see another victory this season. So I think it's a two and 10 season for us. Yes. I mean, I, I will. Yeah. We, we called early that we might not be very good. Like, I think we were ahead of most people on this team might not be as good as y'all think it is. And then it ends up being that it was somehow worse than even we imagined. Uh, and and I think I've just made peace with that because I, I feel like I was a little out in front of it. Um, so it would just be nice to... Uh, I'm going to celebrate, like, uh, if beating Rutgers, beating Rutgers in a non-COVID year, yeah. that is the threshold. That's yeah. where we're at right now. Good. Maintain that dignity. Great. Speaking of dignity or maybe lack thereof, Vodka Soda 19 asks, <laughs> oh, do you think dressing up as a shirtless Harbaugh is a terrifying Halloween costume? Will one of you or all of you do it? Is this in reference to that the picture that's always posted of him catching the football above his yeah, head? So yeah, so Greg's uh, chest is too concave. Uh, Plum <laughs> is too yeah, convex. A little, too, <laughs> a little, a little otter-esque. You get, you get too much hair going on there, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I could definitely have a little too much hair. Because uh, Harbaugh looks like he shaves it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I'm just too short. So that's where we're at on all of it. I'm and white enough, work. though. I can, I, I can carry the ball for whiteness on that one. But none of us will wear the colors. 
That is an accurate statement. Or oh. the khakis, frankly. Ooh. Oh, yeah, with the pleats. All anyone can see are the pleats. Real Greg Gardish of him, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up there. from jean my cereal cupboard is getting bare. What's y'all's top three? I mean, I'll take a magic spoon endorsement if they want to they wanna come here and do some ad reads with us. What's magic spoon? It's a... It's a podcast advertising uh, cereal brand that does like all of your classic flavors, but they're like keto friendly and like grain free and yada yada. There's yada. a reason I've never heard of this. Um, Goop from yeah. the Matrix, number one, John. Uh, Goop oatmeal, second. Plain with, oatmeal. With, plain oatmeal, plain, number with, two. Like, would you put some protein powder in there though? No. Just to like really round out the situation? No. No, oh, no, no. I, th- I thought maybe you would just be instant is... oats straight from the and and we don't like water or milk, definitely water and water that we've microwaved 100%. Did you pre microwave the water and then microwave it a second time? Yes, probably. Maybe okay. two rounds of microwaves. Uh, real answer though. You guys have any interesting uh cereal choices? Like, do you have like a preference? I don't, I don't know this about my. My co-hosts. I don't uh, know I'm a big Cinnamon Life fan. Oh, very uh, nice. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a one of my uh, go tos. Um, Apple Jacks. I could like if you want me oh. to pick like a super sugary one. Uh, not that Cinnamon Life is not, but that's where I would go um, for my sort of fruit flavored. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love a muesli. Always have some sort of muesli in the house. Wow. Love a muesli. It's because it's there's a little sweet. There's a little, like a little salt. It's very good. Uh, I love plain Cheerios. I love plain Cheerios. And if I have to choose like a sweet, sweet one, it's uh, um, fruity pebbles. Mm. Wow, the fruit, the fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. I love honey bunches of oats with uh, almonds as well. Almonds. Yeah, that's yeah. a great cereal. That's a great cereal. Very good Costco option, right? Jason there. always loves have honey bunches with almonds. Bran. Just brand. Off, and it's off no, brand. No reason. brand. Just brand. Off, off, off brand off, brand? off brand brand. No, off brand no brand. Scoops. No, no scoops. scoops. No scoops. Zero scoops. Uh, is, I knew that Jason and I had something in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, and actually, in some ways, that's the one reason we're friends because that's <laughs> the one thing I was attracted to about him. Do you find and that, you uh, and this you is, uh, this is what you resent the most out of him when he's sitting there eating some brand, just like crunching on his tasteless brand. Oh my god, you're Groot right now. Does he put his moment. own raisins in it? I'm just confused. Just brand, and I had a banana, and then he looks at me like I'm the distasteful one, and I'm thinking, <laughs> is that right, Mr. Brand? Make it make sense. Uh, next up from always thinking 1835, uh, what's your strategy for time on an airplane in flight movies, your own movies, video games, reading, sleeping, something else. Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. If you can sleep them, if you got them, uh, no, I put my, I put my no, leg no, out no, in the no, aisle no, so no, that no. the cart can run over it when it's time to get a, a drink. <laughs> oh though. yeah. Oh, I'm up. time to get a drink. Yes. I'm here. Two bloody Marys, please. <laughs> that's good no i love i love being awake on airplanes that's one of my favorite things and you like you watch a movie i mean we're talking about long flights right and you get up and then you know you order something from the first class uh attendant you know you order your own my dinner, understanding of you so just the, you get the people, cheese the fruit and cheese cart comes and you nope. guys get that in the back does that not come in the back do they, do, maybe yeah, i know they sell it out 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 out
I, I just, I want to be clear though, because my understanding was that you like get it so into airplanes because you hate flying. So That's true. Much. That is true. I so used for you to. to say that you prefer being awake is interesting. To if me. I'm awake, the plane can't possibly crash. It wouldn't do it while I was awake. It wouldn't. It wouldn't dare to do it while it I was dare. awake. It Seek dare. help. Uh, it's like some weird. I don't get object permanence nonsense. <laughs> like <laughs> object. I, I don't though. Object I never. I never did, and I still don't. <laughs> Plum does believe that when we're not podcasting together, we don't exist. We're not Unless here. He's listening to the podcast, <laughs> yes. in which case You're we here. are there. We I do see exist. you. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, I'm always thinking, uh, what's your favorite national park? Uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, 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 the Smokies. I think the Smokies are super Smokies accessible. Smokies are good. I like the Smokies. I think they're really pretty. They, they. I mean, like there are there are places that are certainly more iconic. Yeah. By a lot, like Sleeping Bear okay. Dunes. Right. Sure. Yep. Sure. Which is the right. Lakeshore. The Grand oh, sure. Canyon. National Lakeshore. Uh, the uh, uh, arches. Uh, like it, nearly anything in California has more iconic. But in terms of like, I want to access a really great swath of land that's available to the public and and has some really cool attributes to it you you can do worse than the smokies which is i believe the most visited national park in the country it's the most accessible uh you're not going with uh the the grand canyon jonesy you you had such a he's got some trauma still still got some trauma so we're still working through that it's a real stockholm syndrome too because sometimes i'm like i could do it again is this gonna go is this gonna be a unless you get a name rain gain situation where like you hate it now but it becomes your favorite uh, national park in a few years and then you go back or again. Candidly, the number of icebreakers that I have to do where somehow this is my factoid that it comes up. Like we're we're approaching that level of Notre Dame, John L. Smith, uh, Valenti rant. Um, but I forget, I, I have not forgotten the sweat that you get from anxiety. Mm. It is a different sweat. And finally, uh, tell us a story about your worst apartment, please. Well, it's when Greg and I lived together, obviously. <laughs> that was actually a fine apartment. Uh, Delta Arms. Delta Arms, yeah. It's still Delta there. Arms. It's still there on Delta yeah. Street. <laughs> Honestly, and, and those uh, those balconies look rebuilt in a way that suggests that they should have been rebuilt. Yeah. Probably yeah was, then <laughs> something were, bad happened. Yeah. I remember times where like we'd get to like four or five people standing out on the balcony, and I was just oh. like... I'm going to remove myself from this situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think of it. Like, did I have an apartment that was, I didn't have an apartment that was so obviously the worst. I lived with someone for a little bit that was, had some, some cockroaches in it and that mm. was pretty bad, but uh, plum, I feel like maybe Peace Corps. I wouldn't even know. I wasn't an apartment. And also those houses were like great for the places that they were. I the only have an apartment I ever lived in was in Atlanta for graduate school. And I love that apartment. Super mm. cute. So correct. Then I think you're going to take this one home. My first apartment after getting married, we, uh, we thought it was important for our relationship to emphasize the amount of space and the number of bathrooms that we could possibly have to sort of ease into everything. But, a little bit. but you were cheap. So yes, but the <laughs> the dollar amount didn't go up, which meant we had to go by, we had to, you know, lower our standards on location a little bit, which is how you end up 
in Troy, Michigan. Uh, and it was truly awful the month and a half that we lived there before uh, my wife got a new job and we had to move. But they let us out of the lease. They could have taken us to the cleaners on that lease and they chose not to for some reason. I don't know what well, it is. That's not um, technically true. They have a duty to mitigate damages, so they have to take a new tenant. Oh, all right. Well, so if, if you have a tenant out. that wants to live there, then they have to take the tenant. But man, that was an awful place to live for the six weeks or seven weeks that we were there. Truly. Mm, that truly. is not what I expected uh, for your worst apartment. What story. you're referencing was a house, not an apartment. So we're not, uh, uh, right, we're not covering that. Uh, uh, next up for Mr. Neurotic Pants. I got off on a technicality there. After MSU <laughs> hockey lost an exhibition to teenagers, I ripped off my shirt and with bald fists, I beat my chest repeating, shame and disgrace a hundred times. Good for you. So, Anything this that happened takes. last year as well, right? They they also lost this scrimmage last year. Yeah, except this year the coach is the former coach of the team. Right. That just be, yeah. Right. Uh, so it was, this was a recruiting opportunity, really, of like see the playing time, young gentleman. Uh, shame and disgrace, though. That I don't know, Raymond, uh, Mister Erotic Pants, how it was that you went to these lengths over a hockey scrimmage when the football program is right there. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing <laughs> after a blowout loss to Minnesota? After sending these tweets, he self-emulated is what happened. So <laughs> he's not listening currently. Next up from Mr. Rodic Pants, after checking out MSU football final score while I shopped at the Quality Dairy, I yelled, shame and disgrace, shame and disgrace. And again, rent my fabrics. Well done. I think there must be a typo on rent. Uh, well, ripped he, my, ripped, I think, I think no, he's... no, I think he meant like rended, but rent would still be the appropriate past tense. If you rend your garments, you, you rent your garments, you are ripping them. I got you, Raymond. I got is you. Is that with a W? No, I don't think so. And even if it is, who cares? Last up from Raymond well, James. Now I have to check this. This week in Spartan Nation, Tucker announces boldly, we anticipate finishing above 500 within a decade. Welcome to the woodshed. Uh, athletic director Hall directs MSU hockey to at least beat them up after they lost to high schoolers. <laughs> Izzo claims the rescue claims rescued a child from a bear in Ishpeming. That's great. I just want to let Shame you know that disgrace, right? the W. Okay. Good job. No, God, no, it's not. Ah, ha, 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 stupid son you. of a bitch. Got you again. Ah, shame and, say shame and disgrace. Shame Michael. and disgrace. Quick, rend your fabrics and beat your chest. Ball up your fists. Do it now. Do it now. And finally, from the upper deck shirt guy, I think at Plum Alex should take a break from the pod. I'm afraid he's going to stroke out. I don't know what you're well, talking about. I'm very You, you calm. took this better drinking. than I expected. I've been drinking thought, tea all podcast, sipping. You saw me drinking milk earlier. What do you want yeah. from me? Greg, why am I the only one who's drinking right now? Uh, I was at a bachelor party yesterday, so my my body yeah. needs no more alcohol. <laughs> Thank I've you. I've heard a lot about this. I, we, I need some more details. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, next up, it's a lost season, writes the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Why should we watch slash attend anymore? Well, so I have some questions about the... This is interesting because the Upper Deck Jerk Guy has 
such uh, being a, a, a borderline boomer. Um, uh, border that, boomer. Uh, border boomer. Border. Uh, I assume, <laughs> uh, based upon his knowledge of the the history of MSU that maybe he was around for Duffy Daughtery. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so maybe he's in the greatest generation. Doesn't matter. But the point is, is that uh, if he's at this point in asking this question, then that's interesting to me um, because he indeed chooses to sit in the upper deck. Um, mm. So the uh, the reason upper deck your guy is now you can start to annex more of the upper deck for yourself. Uh, this is your opportunity to take as much of the upper really, deck as you want. It's going to be reclaim that deep you. end. Reclaim yeah. the deep end. Uh, although you'll get to meet some nice Ohio State fans, won't that be fun? Uh, next week. Be uh, and finally, from the upper deck jerk guy, when does basketball season start? Probably in two weeks. Probably in two weeks is when it's going to emotionally start for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We've never, I don't, we've never done the hard pivot because Mel's first year mm. uh, was COVID. So yep. we started the season late. Yep. And then the first year we did the pod was D'Antonio's last. A lot to talk about there. Well, shame yeah, and disgrace. And, yeah, shame and disgrace. There was a lot going on and we were still figuring out podcasting, right? Like, so this is our first sort of, follow a meaningful like having to pivot in in conjunction with a a fan base that Mm -hmm. a listenership that's also pivoting emotionally right Mm -hmm. um and so this will be kind of interesting but i for me uh you got me through the michigan weekend and then and then it's basketball season all right well on that uplifting note anything gentlemen you want to say about the uh Oh, yes. Go green. Start Go green. Start Noah. Shame and Go disgrace. To, <laughs> Go to the tin can. Go to the tin can. Start Noah. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, it's this makes it fun. That's this is why we watch. This is why this we is watch. It. This is it. This is it. Uh, and go green. Go white. Go white. Go white.